caught with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Let's do something a little different this time. Twenty and oh. Come on, UCF. Hypo didn't tell us so, so that's why we didn't know. Well, here the story goes of when Milton couldn't throw. When we heard he couldn't start, Casey, you just broke our heart. DJ had to start the game and show us that he's real. He tried to play. KZ even warmed up in pregame. He tried to play. Yes, he tried. Yes, he tried. He tried to play. People freaked out on the message boards. He tried to play. Yes, they cried. Yes, they cried. We turned to the Mac. We did. We turned to the Mac. And won. We turned to the Mac. He's legit. Kirk Herbstreet is a quack. Buckeyes lose. We turned to the Mac. ECU. We turned to the Mac. Coughed up the ball. We turned to the Mac. Four force fumbles. Danny White has got our back. Yes, he does. So, so our backup's in the game. Running plays to keep the lead. Letting all the people know. That the Mac can run the show Cause now we know he's good And all the nasty plays we've run We even ran some trickery Got the ball to Quadri Jones He tried to play KZ even warmed up in pregame He tried to play Yes he tried Yes he tried He tried to play People freaked out on the message boards He tried to play Yes, they cried. Yes, they cried. We turned to the Mac. We did. We turned to the Mac. And won. We turned to the Mac. He's legit. Kirk Herbstreet is a quack. Buckeyes lose. We turned to the Mac. ECU. We turned to the Mac. Cuffed up the ball. We turned to Four the Mac. Four force fumbles. Danny White has got our back. Yes, he does. This is one night stand what up night fans hope you guys like that little remix of return of the mac we call it we turned to the mac we turned to the mac last week obviously a little bit of a surprise with mackenzie milton not starting but mac did just fine and uh we won that game easily 37 to 10 sometimes tough road opponent in ecu and i mean we kind of manhandled them yeah, definitely a surprising start to the game, I would say, Probs. Uh, Mackenzie Milton, an apparent, quote, game-time decision from the Josh Heupel, and Daryl Mack gets his first career start. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was you know, a little surprising. Obviously, some people kind of lost their mind, including the announcers, as we stated oh, in the song. Oh, that was great. They were going absolutely nuts. People in the Facebook group saying he was suspended, blah, blah, blah. It was actually kind of funny. A lot of people knew he's been a little banged up, and he actually almost didn't start the Memphis game. I like this decision by Coach Hype. Not only does it get Max some very important reps for if we need him later in the season, he won't you know be as nervous or anything, but it also gives Milton, he's got two and a half full weeks of rest now. Yeah, I mean, we're coming into the bye week here. ECU, a bottom 10 team in the nation, according to the power ranks. And, you know, we're a top 10 team. 
Yeah. And if we, you know, Heupel understood that, or he had the confidence in Daryl Mack uh, and the rest of our team that we could get on the road a conference win with our backup quarterback, giving Mackenzie Milton a f- almost full two weeks of rest before a now surprising Temple team that we just saw knock off a top 20 Cincinnati team. Yeah, I think Cincinnati was overrated. I, I, I just didn't want to say it, but I kind of had a feeling that that was going to happen sooner or later. But yeah, I mean, it was good to get Mac out there. I mean, he didn't look the best throwing the ball, but that's kind of expected. And he got better as the game progressed, but... I mean, he was our leading rusher, 22 carries for 120 yards and a touchdown. He's a big dude, and uh, I have full confidence that if we need to call his number sometime later in the year that he'll be able to pick up, you know, obviously it's a little bit different style than McKenzie, but he'll be able to pick up the team and uh, and keep the keep us going forward. 316 yards of rushing for the offense in total, and we did talk about this before the S, or after the SMU game. You know what would this team look like if McKenzie Milton went down, and we saw what it's going to look like, and basically we're just going to ground and pound the ball with Mac. McCray, Killens, McGowan, Anderson, you know, we got enough running backs to wear the defense down. And if our defense plays as well as they did, five takeaways, zero turnovers. I forgot to check what our plus minus is uh, for the turnovers, but we have not turned the ball over almost at all this year. The three picks in that one game, and I think that's maybe a fumble. I think that's it. I mean, it's been good. Our our turnover ratio is good, but you know, without a lot of those turnovers, the game could have definitely been closer. I mean, you remember ECU had the ball, like, first and goal, and they ran that jump pass. We're only up 23-10. If they score there, we're up 23-17. Instead, they fumble. Nate Evans runs it back for a touchdown, and the score is 30-10 to instead. Maybe the final score isn't indicative of how the game actually played out. We did give up a lot of passing yards. Uh, to over, their over 400 to yeah. their freshman quarterback but then again they were down the whole game so they kind of had to pass but again I mean what did you expect it's a backup quarterback first career start you yeah. know I think it was very serviceable I'm not I'm not worried at all and I mean you know so what we gave up a lot of yards we could give up a lot of yards because the game never felt out of hand it's not like we had to like really tighten down ever at any point and you know I think if they had started to mount a comeback or something like that, then we would have, you know, tightened down and, uh, and you know, scored some more points also on, on offense. So, did anything else stand out to you? Bit of a pet peeve here, especially from seeing what was happened in the last game. This game, we had 14 penalties for 120 or so odd yards. That's the second game in a row where we had over 10 penalties. Really inexcusable. It's just very, very high for a team of this rank. Yeah, and, you know, we can get away with that. Uh, against teams like ECU, but we can't, you know, maybe against a disciplined team like Navy, you know, that might end up costing us the game potentially. So we really, we didn't have a problem with penalties early in the year. That's kind of a recent thing. We kind of need to get that shaped up. And that's kind of something we can go over, you know, during the bye week is a little more disciplined. It could be just an away, away game jitters as well. But here's the good news. Actually, the great news. Actually, the best news we've heard all day that I'm going to have right here. You ready? I'm ready. The UCF Knights are not leaving the state of Florida until the championship game. <laughs> Actually, after the championship game, because we're going to host it. So we yeah. have... And then then, ten- we, then we get the Orange Bowl, right, maybe. Right, hey. So we have... Here's the games left on Four our home schedule. Games. 
There are basically four home games. There's three in Orlando and one in Tampa. We're going to have more fans than USF and Tampa pretty much no matter what. So so we have our, ne- our next three games at home. Yeah, Temple and then Navy and then Cincinnati. Yep. So that's weird. So we have four home games in a row and then three home games in a row. I like it. And then, you know, actually, USF, another four in a row. Um, and then the championship after that. So perfect time for a bye week, though, honestly. This all played out really well. I remember when the North Carolina game was canceled, we started talking about shuffling around games and filling in the bye week. And at the time, you know, we just whooped UConn. And, you know, we are riding high and thinking, oh, we don't need a bye week. We need the extra game. Well, no, Danny White kept his cool. Didn't rush into anything. I mean, we didn't need. We don't need an extra game. Nope. It would just hurt us. And I mean, geez, if we had a game now, we'd be screwed. And then yeah. we then we'd be on like a two day rest to go play Temple, and it would just go downhill from there. You saw what happened last year, and we didn't get any rest. So this is really good. We've got time to recover and heal from our injuries and stuff. Uh, I got a nice relaxing weekend without having to do anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with being twenty. You know, are you? Uh, I'm pretty damn fine. <laughs> yeah, I do like being twenty. You know. Obviously, some of the other big news is UF on their week against BYE jump us in the rankings. The bye. Actually, they weren't that far behind us before. I looked through almost every writer's rankings. No one actually had them jump us. Some people had them ranked ahead of us and moved them up and kept us the same. And the oh, way so the, that's what ha- okay. the way the points work, they were only like ten points behind us, and now we're only like two behind them. Wait, yeah, I did see that. We're so, only two points behind them in the AP rank. It just sucks, you know. Of we course, were, it sucks for but, being number ten. You know, we won last week. Okay, not in the best, you know, most convincing fashion, but it happens. Though. Still, you know, a win's a win, and, and it was a big rivalry game on the road. But that doesn't matter when it comes to us. That was considered a, a bad win, but other teams get passes for their their you know, wins against bad teams that we could go on, on and on about this. Um, yeah. So. I kind of give Have you given up on the playoff or no? No. So actually this is crazy. Like I have a feeling that they're going to put us in the playoff this year. We are making really? too much noise. Imagine the ratings for a Bama UCF orange bowl game. I mean, just think about it. Who wouldn't watch that? Uh, everybody. <laughs> I mean, even if, even if you hate us, I mean, you'd want to see us get stomped, right? Well, we're not getting stomped, but I mean, I just have a feeling they're gonna be like, "Look, let's shut these nights up, stick us in the playoff against what's probably gonna be Alabama." Although, you know, honestly, they've looked good and they've been blowing everyone out, but they haven't been tested yet. Their next game is at LSU in Death Valley. We're really gonna see what they're made of. Them. I almost don't want us to make the playoff, not because I don't, but. I really want to just beat the Gators in the Peach Bowl. Yeah, but I could see it playing out this way where they're just tired of hearing from us and they're like, all right, you know what? We're just going to put them in. I mean, honestly, I'm fine with the Atlanta trip. I'd love to do the Orange Bowl too. So we'll just see what happens. But, you know, in the meantime, like you always say, Moo, we just got to keep winning. Yeah. I, I mean, I do understand where you're coming from, but I kind of see it uh, a different way. What if we continued to win? We were 12 and 0, AAC conference champions. They didn't put us in the playoff. Instead, they put us in the peach against Florida or, let's say, the Fiesta against Oklahoma. Yeah. And we won that convincingly. That's better. And then every other team has a loss. You know, maybe Bama slips up against – because even if Bama slips up against LSU, they're still making the playoff. That's the thing. Honestly, if I was Bama, I would rather lose one game. Yeah. Because you don't have to play the Co- SEC championship. Exactly. They're, they're going to be the best one-loss team. They should. Be- so they're going to be number three or four. Yeah, they should. I mean, just lose to whoever they need to. It worked out last year because Auburn only had one loss also. 
don't know if there's another. Would LSU be their one loss in their division? They already yeah. have a conference. Yeah, so they lose LSU. LSU wins out. They play in the SEC championship, and Alabama just gets to go to the playoff. Yeah. Because they're the best team. They've earned that. But that's not how playoffs work. Sometimes, it's not, but that's how this stupid no, playoff I know. works. And others, what I'm saying is they are. that's the way it's going to play out. It's going to play out just like last year. Everyone's going to have one loss. We're going to be the only undefeated team. And whoever yeah. we play in the Peach or Fiesta, if we smoke them, back-to-back natties. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. And then there's going to be serious conversations about playoff expansion. So actually, I'm going to agree with you on this. That's our best-case scenario. Let's make a Peach Bowl. Let's win. Because then there's going to have to be serious playoff talks because that would just be absurd. If we win another NY6 bowl game, people aren't going to be able to say anything. Luke Del Rio, you can shove your kid's table up your ass because we're going to kick the Gators' butt or whoever we end up playing in NY6 bowl. Yeah, what do you think about that if we everyone on Twitter just turned and just went to ESPN and be like, nah, don't put us in. Don't put us in the playoff. <laughs> well, we just stay undefeated and just keep winning forever. Some people in the Facebook group were saying, what if we boycott the bowl game or – or, or I don't remember. Have no, a that's dumb. have a sit in at the Temple game. No, 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 guys, come on, stop being crazy. Look, we'll play whatever game we're put in. We can just whine about it later on Twitter. <laughs> but remember, twenty wins, zero losses, twenty in a row. If we lose one game, this is how dumb this whole thing is. It's like if we lose one game, just everything's gone yeah. instantly. So one just of Fresno State or one of those dumb teams that Kirk Herbstreet thinks we're that they're better than us, they're going to jump us. And, you know, if, if we're not the top-ranked group of five team, we're not going to make a New Year's Six Bowl. And nope. you know what that means. Birmingham. Birmingham Bowl. No, or the or the Liberty Bowl, maybe. But anyway, speaking of Kirk Herbstreit, um, I know we all heard his little rant on college game day about, oh, UCF's not even that good. Fresno State's better on paper, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you about Fresno State. They lost to Minnesota. Minnesota's the only team Nebraska – has beaten this year. Now, I know transitive property, blah, 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 but when it comes down to it, that means that Minnesota team is not that good, and Fresno State lost to them. And again, a loss should not be better than a win. I don't know how complicated it is, but apparently Herbie doesn't like us, and that's awesome because, what do they call it, poetic justice? Purdue whooped that ass right after that segment. Pretty much. I mean, that's... that one too, man. It's like it's not like that was a last second field goal. You know, everybody stormed the field. That was a twenty nine point beatdown. No, it's not a no quality loss alert. That's like a unquality loss. Yeah. That that was pretty cool though when they rushed the field. You see that? Like yeah. the whole field was just straight black. black. Yeah, Purdue's awesome. I mean, that's huge for them. They just you know that for them is kind of like how Memphis beating us would have been. It's the same exact thing. They messed up. Well. Ohio State can probably still get in the playoff now, everyone's saying. But they kind of messed up this team's whole season just for one away game. But, and yeah, wasn't Memphis 3-3 three and three when we played them? Yeah. So, an unranked team, yeah. and we were not number two. So, that's like Memphis beating us by 29 points. And what's everybody going to say? I told you so. No, well, but, so it, but it's okay for Ohio State. Yeah, well, somehow us beating Memphis, people talk trash about. But Ohio State is still – they still have a path to the playoff, everyone's saying. It's – Anyway, it makes no ridiculous. sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Here's what, here's what trumps everything. Keep winning. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Were there any other games? Uh, what about Power 6? A couple of shakeups there. Yeah, so the Power 6 update this week, we had USF, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Could be up in the Money Moves picks. Hey, you. Uh, USF was a 34-point favorite against UConn. They only beat them by 8. 
38-30, USF t- you called it. barely taking down UConn. I called it. We took UConn at plus 32 and a half. And so free. Still went up even more. Um, <laughs> actually, I saw on Twitter some guy in Vegas put $770 uh, on UConn Moneyline. Would that pay? To win 49500 What? And it almost paid out. <laughs> wow. I'm. Jeez, that's awesome. A couple other games of note. I guess this is going to make us look bad but Missouri almost doubles up Memphis 65 33 that was a home game for Missouri though and Henderson I mean their best their Heisman contender got hurt so okay I know it's not an excuse for giving up that many points but it could have been a little closer number 20 Cincinnati gets taken down by Temple who is our next opponent 24 17 as we said earlier Cincinnati will be is out of the top 25 now and Houston continues their undefeated conference record at 3-0, 49-36 against Navy. So more than likely, we're looking to play Houston in the conference championship game. Yeah, that's what it's shaping up to be. But you know what? To get there, we got to get by this Temple game or this Temple team this week. So, you know, take it one team at a time. But, I mean, I, I, I still think we're going to win the conference. And you're right, it's definitely going to be Houston who we're playing. Although, Ed Oliver, a little banged up. They're going into USF this week. You never know. Yeah, anything can happen. USF, though, they're they're so bad. They're garbage. They're just horrible. It's great. They're actually ranked number 83 in the power rankings. And I looked at the Las Vegas rankings. They will be an underdog in four of their final five games. And they're undefeated. And they're undefeated. So people they're wanna... one, There's five teams that are undefeated in the whole nation, and they're going to be an underdog to four out of the next five. That's hilarious. They're actually seven and a half point underdogs to Houston this week, unranked Houston. Honestly, Houston's a good team, but some of the rest of the teams they play aren't that good, so it's surprising they're an underdog, but that's crazy for them being undefeated. You know, we still got to root for them because they're still ranked, and we really need to play a ranked team in the regular season, man. We do, but unfortunately, uh, I, I give yeah. them about a 0% chance. I, maybe like a 10% chance at winning this game against Houston, but oh, I, I give them an absolute 0% chance of being undefeated on Black Friday when we play them. Yeah, uh, I don't know. You never know. I mean, that, that's all I can say. But you know what? We just got to keep winning. All right, so let's move into another segment that we started last week called the Fab Five, where we rank stuff because that's what shows like to do is rank stuff. This week, we are doing our top five Games in the bounce house ever. Why don't you start us off, Moo? What do you got, number five? All right, so number five, we have our victory against the Houston Cougars in the 2013 season. That was the Fiesta Bowl season. Um, That was the season where we pretty much almost lost every single game, and kind of like now, any of those losses would have prevented us from going to that Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, we ended up winning 19-14, to kind of an odd score. Uh, But Houston was driving at the end of the game. They were driving towards what used to be the only student section side. The south end zone. They had a first and goal on the 10-yard line with about a minute left. It was one of the best defensive stands I've ever seen by a UCF team. It was awesome. They had four shots to win the game. Time was about to run out right in the face of our student section. I mean, it was just perfect. First play, they do a little three-yard run, the next three plays, even on fourth and goal, incomplete quarterback John O'Corn, who actually ended up transferring to Michigan after we beat him so bad. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I know you were on that side of the field. That was when my season tickets were in the opposite side, row two in the lower <laughs> bowl. So I could like barely see it. I basically watched the play, you know, looking backwards at the jumbotron <laughs> so I could see it. But it was an incredible victory, and I just remembered, like... I just remember that last throw, man. Just, I, the ball went out of the back of the end zone. I was, like, waiting for a flag or something. It just didn't happen. I was like, oh, crap. He won another one somehow. Yeah, so another close win that year, nicknamed the Cardiac Knights, because I felt like we almost lost, like, every single game yep. of the uh, Fiesta Bowl year. But yep. quite, a, could, quite a game there. We, the could have a, we could have a top... Our top five, like, close calls of that, of just that, that season. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, there was USF. Um, there was, was it UConn? No. No, we beat we beat UConn pretty handily. USF um, was close. I mean, obviously the Louisville game. USF was close. Also, Temple, that was the catch by J.J. Ward. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then, you know, Louisville, obviously, which we just had the five-year anniversary of that. I love when that stuff pops up on my timeline. That year as well, we beat Penn State. Oh, Power yeah. five. Yeah. Uh, uh, 34-31. Good times. Our right. only loss that year was South Carolina. And they ended up finishing the season ranked like number five, I think, or something, right? Yeah. But anyway, kind of going off on a tangent. This yeah. is the top this is the top five Bright House game. <laughs> so that was number five. At number four, we've got the two thousand seven conference championship game against Tulsa. Our first conference championship, forty four to twenty five. Not really a close game. But it was iconic in our school's history. I mean, our first season with the stadium, our first conference championship, you know, the first of many more to come. And it was really kind of just the end of a, a season that was really the dawn of a new era of UCF football. Yeah, Kevin Smith led the charge, 24K, 284 yards. And if you guys want to check out my first time being on ESPN, Google Joe Burnett punt return on YouTube had an amazing amazing one of the coolest looking punt returns i've ever seen and obviously i had to celebrate uh <laughs> so the camera guy caught me over there in the student section so good times. check that out if you've never seen it before that was also the year we played mississippi state in the liberty bowl it was some good you know showed some face for ucf we were still a younger university and we hadn't really gotten on the map yet gave us a little exposure in the sec and um just three years later we would get our first ever bowl win Versus Georgia in that very same stadium, the Liberty Bowl. So that was number four. Number three, we have in the year 2007, the opening game against Texas. Number six ranked Texas. We were an unranked, unheard of university, the University of Central Florida, our freshman year. Stadium was packed with people in khaki shirts. If you watch the game (laughs) replay, it's so ugly. We ended up losing 35-32. If you listen to the podcast with Kyle Israel, he kind of went over this, but I'll recap. We had a chance to take the lead down three with the ball. Israel was on a scramble, and actually our own player knocked the ball out, and it like teetered on the out-of-bounds, and somehow like it was rolling straight out and then just like took a curve. It was insane. I can still remember it like it was yesterday. Texas recovered, scored a touchdown. We ended up scoring again, but we lost by three after not getting the onside kick. But, I mean... This was a number six team, and like Moo said, we were literally unheard of. And I remember being there with Moo in the student section, and it was just like, it was insane. But I don't even think we really fully appreciated at the time, like how big of a game that was and how much of almost big of an upset that could have been. Yeah, I mean, we were winning in the fourth quarter. We were up 24-23, and 
you know, we were freshmen. We like didn't know what was going on, but all I knew <laughs> is Texas had a number six next to their name, and yeah, nobody really even heard of us. So I thought it was really cool. That team was loaded with NFL talent. Uh, Jamal you know, Charles, Colt McCoy, and a couple other guys. Anyways, really awesome time at, at the bounce house, and that's before the the bounce house is reinforced. It was you think it bounces now? That pace was really bouncing to the point where it was like, uh. Is this thing going to hold up? Like, no one had ever been in the stadium before. So, pretty interesting. Yeah, the game had everything. A really long lightning delay. It rained. Yeah, I remember that. It was really hot the whole day. No water fountains in the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Poorly planned out. Obviously, we didn't have our fearless leader, Danny White, in charge of anything at the time, or else that wouldn't have happened. Anyway, uh, in summary, we're old. Let's move on to number two. This was a tough one, but we had to go with the Memphis game last year. Um, Conference championship winner. The, the game that put us in the Peach Bowl, we almost didn't make it to the Peach Bowl. As I've said before, I mean, Memphis missed a wide-open touchdown by inches to force triple overtime. Instead, they miss it. Shaquem Griffin comes out next play, gets all up in Riley Ferguson's face, f- forces an errant throw to Trey Neal. The rest is history. Peach Bowl, Auburn national champion. I mean, come on. Yeah, that was an incredible game, and I can't believe that – well, actually, I take that back. I can. I mean, UCF fans, on very short notice, you know, we live – a ways away we didn't even know we were going to play this game even with like two minutes left in the usf game we didn't yeah. know if we were going to play this game i knew we were going to play it, um but. so to be able to come back the very next week noon noon kick my too. throat still hurt <laughs> my throat still hurt from, from the yelling lot. the night before <laughs> i mean from the week before like because i completely lost my voice i just barely got it back and i pretty much destroyed it again for memphis but, yeah, that was crazy. And, I mean, there was a point where we were down in the fourth quarter. There was a point where it was like a minute 30 left, and they were kicking a field goal to take the lead, and we might not have, an, might not have had enough time left to come back. We blocked the field goal, but we called a timeout, so it didn't count. I was talking about this last week, a lot of icing the kicker moments that have had effect on our games. So they kick it again and then miss it, go to overtime, exchange touchdowns, then we get the ball, score again, then the train nail pick, the rest is history. Um, crazy the, I still have a piece of that confetti in my wallet. <laughs> Somehow, awesome. like, float. I didn't have good, very good seats. I was in, like, 207 or something up by the tower, and somehow a piece of confetti, like, all the way down from the field, like, floated all the way up to me. So that's been our good, that's been our good luck charm for this year. So. Hey, we haven't lost since you put confetti in your wallet. Um <laughs> All right, so then obviously the number one game you guys all know was USF last year. Take me through take me through that game, Moo. I actually had to work that day, as I do every Black Friday. So the ability to get to the game was a little hindered. Although, you know, I do have a somewhat flexible job where I can start at whatever time. So I woke up at, you know, 1.30, maybe 2 o'clock in the morning. Got all my work done and was on the road by 8 o'clock. What was it, like a 3.30 game? 3.30 game, brutal, yeah. man. <laughs> Made the three-and-a-half-hour drive all the way up there. At, you know, that was the fastest I've ever pounded down, like, 12 beers. Uh, I want to say it was like an hour <laughs> and a half. That's about all I had yeah, you gotta, to tailgate. <laughs> got to get it in you, man. I actually had a pretty crazy story of getting to that game, too. So I went to Colorado for Thanksgiving, and the only way I could get back was booking three separate one-way tickets through different airlines. So I flew, I left at about 6 p.m. in Colorado. I took like an hour and a half flight to Vegas, had a one-hour layover, put a little slot machines, 
then had a direct flight to Fort Lauderdale that landed at like 8 a.m. and then took a little like 45 minute flight to Orlando. I mean, I was just as tired as you. I was just dead, and yeah, I was drinking on the well, plane. Well, with the time stuff. change too. I mean, dude, I was all I was all messed up. That sounded a lot crazier than mine. Mine just had to wake <laughs> up a little early a little bit. Yeah, but you had to do something. I, just, I didn't have to do anything. I just That's had true. to like be there. But it was it was exhausting. And uh, anyway, it was so worth it. As I far mean, as the game, I mean, though, like between the two teams, just if it was like a video game, man, like almost yeah. twelve hundred freaking yards of offense. Yeah. Every time, I mean, every you know, there was a point. It was weird. We got out to the lead, and I felt good. And then all of a sudden, they scored twenty-one straight. And it's like, oh crap, we're down. And then we scored, and then they scored, and then we scored. It was like every time anyone touched the ball, and then, you know, they score. We're we're up eight, so it's like the game never felt like it was out of hand. And then all of a sudden, they score, and it's like, all right, they're not getting two-point conversion. And they get yeah. the two-point conversion. And they did. It's tied, and then. I haven't. Had, I didn't have a chance. None of us have a chance to even process this. Reservation for six. Yeah, like big, big Mike Hughes running back. At, was it a kickoff or a punt? No, was it, punt? it was the, it was the kickoff. Oh, it was kickoff. the ensuing kickoff oh, after yeah, the two yeah, point yeah. conversion. You really don't remember the I, game. <laughs> it was a I just remember right this one USF fan that was sitting in front of me that we kept going back and forth like the whole game. <laughs> and by the at, at the very end of the game, I was just like really ready to punch him. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, that's definitely the number one game. I mean, night lights, bounce house, night if, game. If you weren't there, you you missed out. A rivalry You'll never game. Never be able to relive a game like that. It was unbelievable. You know, we lose that, and they play Memphis in the conference championship, and they play for a, the Peach Bowl, yeah. and, and we Herb Street's nobody's talking about us. Herb yeah. Street's not talking about us. Nah. Nobody. We're nothing. We're, we probably now just creeped in the top twenty-five. We lose that game. Yep. Yeah. So. We'd be we'd be where Houston's at right now. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anyway, but it uh, all worked out. How does that? So it was a confetti. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's our top five. Let's go back over them again. Number one, USF, 2017. Number two, Memphis, 2017. Number three, Texas, 07. Number four, conference championship against Tulsa in 07. And number five, Houston, 2013, the nail biter. That is your Fab Five for the week. All right, let's move on to Money Moves Picks of the Week. The Moo gets longer every it's week. It, it does. You, you need to start keeping track of like how long the Moo is. I just keep doing it longer and longer. All right, guys. Money Moves Picks of the Week. Had a little bit better of a week last week. Went 2-1. and one. Gave you winners on Houston minus 11.5. A, a little close, but I'll take it. I thought we were going to lose that all game. <laughs> Second winner was UConn plus thirty-two and a half. Easy, easy money. They actually were up for some of the game too. I just was, was I couldn't it, believe it. Like tied at halftime, I think. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, what a joke. Yeah. The one loser was we had NC State plus seventeen. That wasn't even close. But two yeah, and one whatever. winning week brings me back. Brings me to sixteen and eleven on the year. Very nice record. I like it. Um. So here we got three picks this week. First one we're gonna take. Houston minus seven and a half against USF. That's free money. Look, I said it earlier in the podcast. USF is ranked number eighty-three in the power ranks. They're even behind one and six Nebraska. So they suck. They just happen to win on a neutral field. Nebraska versus USF. It would pretty much be a pick 'em. Like no line at all. Oh man, I don't know who I'd pick. I mean, this team. <laughs> This team is a joke. Like they yeah. just, and it's unfor- it's really unfortunate because I honestly think they could have like two or maybe three losses by the time 
they play us. Well, just I keep mean, our they play Houston, crossed. they play Cincy, and I think they play Temple. Yeah, so those, those are all three. I don't really think they're going to win any of those games. Be, sounds like they'll be lucky to get one, but hey, you never know. Hey, the, you know what? Winning matters. I mean, at the end of the day, they've won these games, so yeah, hopefully they can just keep doing it. Yeah, we're really going to have to prepare for Houston in this conference championship game. I know the tiebreaker uh, for who gets to host it is whoever's higher in the college football playoff ranking. So that shouldn't be an issue. We think. Knock on a, a beer bottle. <laughs> You know, we just got to take it one week at a time, though. So that's the first pick, Houston minus 7.5 against USF. Second pick, we're going to take an underdog. Number 12 ranked Kentucky plus 6.5. Kentucky getting points at unranked Missouri. Look, I think this is a really big overreaction to last week Missouri beating Memphis 65-33. Memphis is a good team. Maybe they do the little transitive property. You know, they only lost to UCF by one. Kentucky's a tough team. Uh, Yeah, they they beat the Gators. They've lost one game. It it just is what it is. Missouri is not a good team. I like the points. Missouri, obviously, a huge hole to fill at offensive coordinator. Yeah. I mean, maybe Kentucky loses by like a field goal, but not plus six and a half. I like the points here. Third game, we're going to take, this is another head scratcher I think you're going to have. But okay. <laughs> Oklahoma State plus three at home against Texas. Like number seven Texas? Number seven Texas, unranked Oki State. They're so overrated. They lost to Maryland. They did, but you really look at who they beat. Like yeah, last, beat year, last week, they beat TCU. Which TCU's decent. They beat USC. Uh, yeah. They beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma. But last week they only beat Baylor by six points. So maybe winning matters. And maybe like, w- yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, don't know. The, yeah. I just I don't like the spot here. Going on the road, T Boone Pickens Stadium, Okie State. Yeah. Um, Get some oil and stuff. Yeah. Oklahoma State. They tend to disappoint like when they're ranked, but when they're yeah. not ranked, they always knock off like Oklahoma. I feel like they've knocked off Oklahoma when they're unranked and Oklahoma's high. Yeah. You know, before. Rivalry, I mean, any in conference away game is a tough game. Dude, we, if, we if, see if you that. lose to Met, if you lose to Maryland, that means you have you know, there's a chance that you could lose to another. Uh, t- and I really think Okie State is a lot better than, than Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. So, uh, hey, you know what? Any top 10 team losing ahead of us is fine because we're playing BYE this week. I'd love to see us move up. Yeah, so, I mean, Okie State at home, getting points. Take Okie State plus three. So to recap real quick, Houston minus 7.5, taking Kentucky plus 6.5, and, and Okie State plus three. Let's, Let's get, get that, that money. money. All right. Real quick, we've got my NFL lock of the week. 2-0 last week puts me at 7-4-1 and one on the year. There we go. My Both two, winning. My two wins. Yeah, of course we're winning. Uh, my two wins were at the Saints plus three versus the Ravens. They won that game by one on a missed extra point. There we go. Fade and, the Ravens, baby. I said fade the Ravens. And then I had the Chiefs minus six at home. It was a blowout. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah, free Andy money. Andy Dalton, you, you disappointed me again. <laughs> Is it like a ginger thing or? Well, no, I told you last week. I said, Andy Dalton going into Arrowhead. I don't want none of that. And then I started him in fantasy, and he got me like six points. So uh, stupid. All right, so this week, I'm just going to do one game. Might surprise you a little bit. I'm going to take the Jags in London. 
plus three and a half. That line actually started at three. I'd wait a little bit. I think it's going to keep moving versus the Eagles. Look, the Jags on a little bit of a losing streak, but remember, this is the same Jags team that destroyed the Patriots earlier in the year. They can play good, and they've got the weapons on defense, and Bortles is inconsistent, but that means he's due maybe for a, a consistent game. The Eagles, they stink. They've never played in London. Bortles is playing for his job right now, so he kind of has to. He's known to step up under pressure. Yeah, you can say that again. Bortles on a, quote, short leash by his coach, <laughs> but he will start the game. Kid's a stud in London, man. Yeah. Is, isn't Bortles 3-0? The yeah, Jags Bortles are 3-0? 3-0 and yeah, and th- these are through, like, bad Jags teams. They still haven't lost in London. So, so here's the one thing. I, first, when you told me this, I was like, are, are you stupid? You're really taking the Jags? Did you not <laughs> see what just happened, like, the last two weeks? Get destroyed by the Texans, who are horrible. Get destroyed by the Cowboys, also horrible. But the one stat I wanted to say was Jags, 3-0 and in London. Have the Eagles ever played in London? Shit. The Jags have won their last three in London, oh, not their, three and okay. zero. Okay, won their Sorry. last three. Still three and zero in their last three. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't count before that. Have the Eagles ever played in London? They haven't. So, I heard this somewhere, and I can't remember. But last year, somebody told me like teams on their first game in London are like over. Yeah, they it, haven't won. It's tough. It's just a vacation for them. The time change. Uh, you can't. You, you drive on the other side of the road. The food's weird. The oh, weather sucks. Tower uh, of London. Yeah, people speak different languages. Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Uh, phone booths. Fish and chips. All kinds of stuff. Gin and tonic. <laughs> uh, I was just there, so. No, it's definitely London's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's London. <laughs> nah, but all the play. I mean, they just treat it as a vacation. Yeah. And it, even though people say, like, Eagles oh, we're suck get, anyway. get ready for the game, like, the Jags, once you've been on vacation somewhere, like, multiple times, you know, it's like, the third trip. or fourth time is a business Just trip. It's a business trip. The first time, it's a vacation. So, trust me, I think you're right. If it goes to three and a half, I would say unload. Yeah. Oh, not unload, maybe. But um, also, the Eagles, demoralizing loss. They were up 17 nothing in the fourth quarter. They lost 21-17 to to Carolina. I mean, come on. How do you bounce back off that? That's like Memphis's demoralizing loss at home last week. Also up quite a bit. Blowing the lead and then getting blown out the next week on the road. Sounds kind of the same. So that's my lock of the week. Jags plus three and a half in London versus the Eagles. Well, it's plus three. Might go to three and a half. No, it's at three and a half. Oh, it's at three and a half now. Yeah. Unload. Hit the unload button. But dink. (laughs) All right. Let's move on. Let's take a couple questions from Twitter. First question from one of our favorite listeners, MD Knight 2016. Mike asks, How many points would you need to bet on UCF against Bama? Well, first off, I'm going to assume that you mean a neutral field, so no home field advantage for either. If it's a neutral field in a bowl game, according to the Vegas ranks right now, they would have Alabama minus three touchdowns, minus 21. So we'd be getting 21 points on UCF. I think it's – I don't know, man. I mean, right now, Alabama, they're just like – a freaking video game, man. They haven't played anyone crazy. good, really. I'm not saying we can't win. Yeah. I, I mean, there's been 21-point underdog outright upsets all the time. I mean, we were a 7-point underdog to, or 17-point underdog to Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl, and we won by 10. And 14 to Auburn. I took the money line both times. So I'm going to take the money line here, which will probably pay like 6-1. to one. So, I mean, the question was how many points would I need? I think 21 is fair. All right, this question comes from Stephen Phillips. Does Herbie have <laughs> does Herbie has a sodium problem? Too much salt in his diet? I mean, the dude wakes up 
and like drink salt. <laughs> Just straight. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like salt pellets. Sponsored by Morton's. It, <laughs> he went on a five minute rant about UCF unprovoked last week. Thanks for the free PR, buddy. Dude just doesn't like us. He doesn't like... He's kind of like Luke Del Rio. The, the thought of, you know, one of these, oh, quote-unquote G5, which is a, a term coined by ESPN, threatening, you know, to shake up the, the major narrative, and Herbie doesn't like it. Fine Bob doesn't like it, you know? But, yeah, they are salty. Dude, what did I say last week? It's all about controversy. Everyone's talking about Kirk Herbstreet because, you know, he's he wants to, you know, move his own agenda and as well as ESPN. Yeah. This is all this is doing is riling up the fan base of UCF. We're riled up, baby. Woo! Now we're, you know, we're following Feinbaum and Herbstreet and all these idiots. And I can't believe I'm, I can't, I have my notifications here turned we are. on for these t- guys. Here we are. We're, we're wasting valuable podcast time here talking about this moron. You're right. Next question. Next question. What do you think will happen this weekend at College Game Day on our bye BYE week, just a short drive away? He's referring to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, Florida-Georgia game, in Jacksonville. I think we're going to take it over. I mean, we've kind of taken over the last two game days. There's going to be UCF signs at the last two. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of UF and Gators fans, but... They ain't going to be they're camping not ready. Out. They're not ready for us. I know <laughs> there's a ton of alumni up in the Jacksonville area. Oh, yeah. Hell, and if you're in Orlando, I mean... Just to go tailgate is probably pretty cool. Yeah. I, I mean, it's our bye week. I would do it if I was any closer. Yeah, it's like a five and a half hour drive for us. All right. Give me a question. All right. This next question comes from Christian Marinas. Serious question. Do you think UCF is building a serious competitive football program? Or is this a hiccup and we're just the modern day Boise State who's going to fade out in a year or two? This kid must be like an undergrad or something. Dude, we have... Five 10-win seasons since 2007. We have five conference championships since 2007. We've been good for over a decade. This isn't a hiccup. I mean, our Fiesta Bowl team was a completely different team, completely different coach than the Peach Bowl. And now we've got a third coach, and we're doing it again. It's the program. Danny White is building a top 25 program here, not just in football but in all sports. And this isn't just a hiccup. This is here to stay. And it, we're only getting better. Yeah, Christian, come on, man. Have some faith. Like, it's okay. He's young. He doesn't understand. You that's know? true. Remember how dumb we were when we were young? I mean, honestly, the you know, the first couple years, like, <laughs> I thought maybe we'd be good. You know, I us just making it to some random bowl playing, like, a 6-6 six and six Georgia, you know, when we won a Liberty Bowl was, like, the coolest thing ever. It was. It's just all in context. Yeah. You know, and we've come so far in, like, literally no time. Yeah. You know, that's basically a, 10 years. I'm giving this guy benefit of the doubt. That's know? true. I know. Christian, enjoy it, man. 20 and 0, baby. That's what we're here for. All right. I've got one from Golden Knight 2. What rank do you think UCF will be come October 30th? He's referring to the first release of the college football playoff rankings. Go. Do you want my honest opinion of what I really think it's going to be? or? Well, no. He doesn't want your fake opinion. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I think... We should be six, <laughs> but no, you want to, what are you going? What are we going oh, to be? What now? are we going to be? Mark my words right now. We will be 15. Now I got 18 and here's why last year we had a much better strength of schedule this year. We won't it's worse and we're coming off a of bye week and people hate us even more. 
So when you just compare the strength of schedule, we're undefeated. Ours is worse. They're going to throw us at 18 again. There's no reason not to. I mean, I... You want to know what else I think? What? I think they're going to put Appalachian State at, like, 20. Oh, like, man. right behind us. And don't then even here they started. go. They're going to start creeping up. Although, I don't know what games they have left. I don't know. I know I, they're playing Georgia Southern. Dude, just, ta- just you saying that just makes me want to, like, throw this chair across I, the room. I like. know, but just this <laughs> is... I can see it happening right now. Yep. And they're just going to keep creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. Then they're going to start talking about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, if we have a game where we only win by, like, a field goal or something. Oh, oh unquality win. I'm just know. saying. But, you know what? On the other side of the coin... Like I talked about earlier, I could see them setting us up for a potential playoff run just because this is all about money. And UCF in the playoff, like us or not, P5 or not, we are a huge hit. Our ratings every week for our games compared to the same time slot with different teams last year, we are blowing everyone's numbers out the water. Everyone's talking about us. We're a cash cow right now. They want to see us play. They probably want to see us lose. But people want to see us play. So I could see it going the other way, 10. But I'm kind of just a realist. I think it'll be 18. Because I look at, you know, I look at our resume last year. Look at our resume this year. Last year's is better. Last year was 18. I mean, plain and simple. And if it's not 18, then they're fucking hypocrites. But we all know that. Well, we'll all be sitting there waiting. <laughs> watching. Oh, man. I got the tweets already. To Especially fire if off something, in the draft. Cr- you know, something, you know, we're not thinking about, like, Somehow, like, I don't know, Navy, like, pulls up an, off an upset against Notre Dame or FSU beats Clemson or, you know, something stupid like that. A lot can know. happen. We've still got a whole week's worth of games. Um, that'll be a week from today, though. I can't believe it's already here. You know, it's crazy. October's almost over. There's only three months of regular season college football. Oh, don't get me ready for this. I'm just, <laughs> hey, dude, the best is yet to come. So. That's right. You got anything else? No, I think that's it. It's our bye week this week, so we'll probably move up. But who knows? Maybe they'll, you know, maybe yeah. they'll move Quality us down. You know, every other team has a bye week and they get moved up. Maybe for us, if we have a bye week, we're going to move down. I wouldn't be what surprised. If they did that? How riled up would they get UCF fans over that? Oh, man, my blood's boiling. We got to end the show. I can't. I can't do this All anymore. Right. Go Knights. Charge on.